Today is January 15th. The Yankees, are they looking for bullpen? Are they happy with their rotation? Some uh, more Stroman thoughts. And what's next for our Yanks? Talking Yanks with old John Boyd. John Boyd Jake. Recaps galore. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks, brought to you by SeatGeek. Use code YANKS over there for $20 off your first purchase. You can use the website or the app. They give you the tickets and they let you know this is a, a good ticket and a good deal. They also let you know about the bad deals if you... Yes, they also... Don't do this one. Say no, not good value. Here's a better one. So SeatGeek has you covered. Tons of events. Code Yanks. Monday morning, little, uh, I don't know, not retrospective, but a little come down from the initial Stroman reaction. Um, maybe some woo suck go chatter because I just saw his name on my paper and I couldn't not say it. Uh, no, but we will talk about some relievers as well. Jake, nice jacket. How are you? Freezing in here. Jim, David, uh, MLK Junior Day. I know most of you probably have the day off. Um, and yeah, I think the the look back, it's kind of the the appreciation of doing the live reaction. We talk about it during the season. Uh, we record right after the game because your emotions do change. So what's changed in the past couple of days? A couple of things I've stumbled into in a positive light because that's pretty much what happens. Uh, you start talking yourself into something. So... Some good stuff there, and then, yeah, we've we've had the relief pitcher rumor mill kickoff. Right after the Stroman signing, there was a lot of the real names. We're still saying the Yankees are in for a starting pitcher. I, I think we still uh, at least have a personal wall up against that because we. I don't think we're going to let ourselves believe that until the Yankees' front office kind of proves us wrong and we go, oh, good, you, re- you read the room on that. Uh, but it doesn't feel like that's going to happen. Feels like they're going to attack uh, the bullpen. And yeah, I think we've, I think you've started going down your your Matt Blake future reliever wormhole. Um, I've started dreaming of some salary dump wormholes, and we'll combine our worm. We'll touch our wormholes, and we'll see what falls in. Mm. Well, I got forced into the reliever wormhole because everyone kept tweeting that that's what they're going to do. And saying that they're going to go... Don't feel forced into your wormhole. I don't know if they're going to do anything else. Um, I've started come around on the upside of the rotation. but it's, You thought Luke Weaver was the last move. 55% at one point. Yeah, but then Strowman really... Right. Because when, um, when you said it first, but I got the credit for it, about right. um, Weaver being the sixth starter... That was in reaction to you saying you think they're going to do bullpen. And then I said, well, if they do bullpen, it's probably Luke Weaver, six starter. And then uh, but we still thought it was going to be Yamamoto. Then the other thing I'm reading is, you know, they were going to spend $300 million on Yamamoto. And you can't, that's a special case. So it's not like they're going to spend $300 million. But they're going to, you know, potentially, we don't know the structure of it, give them $30 mil next year. 
and that's still available. Even if you give, they were going to give Yamamoto thirty, 30 million. million. So like that's next right. year they're going to spend thirty so yeah, mil. You, so if you encompass it in either the next year, or the next three years, depending yeah. how gaudy you think they may yeah. get with it. So Strowman gets eighteen of that thirty. So there's still like money left that they were going to spend on the year. So they, if they can increase the team within those, you would still think they're going to do that. Um, but anyway, I guess on on Strowman, do you have any different thoughts from our initial reaction? Uh, I think uh, what I'd well, confirm there. There's been some recent uh, tweets and acknowledgement. Acknowledgement. What's that about? Head up to <laughs> Buffalo for the game today. Um, that uh, the Strowman contract is good. <laughs> like that wasn't. I don't know. I I think there was some nerves that that was like Yankee fandom in kick happening. But no, we we saw we heard Strowman was kind of open to the discount, and I think the Yankees have been looking for the discount. Uh, that they ran into each other, so there's that. Uh, I think the other good thing that I've talked myself into as we kind of spun it in a bad way with, like, who would you, of the Yankees' next four starters, who who would you put money on to have the best year next year? In a way, Stroman's a safe bet. Uh, I think the, the thing I'd like to add to Stroman is big sinker guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I know we normally lump Matt Blake with the power sinker guys that have been coming through the bullpen. But Marcus Stroman's been pretty much a 40% sinker guy per year. It's his, like, you know, his his A pitch. And anyone that can get in the lab with Matt Blake on that, I'm excited for. The other thing, his slider has really good movement, but he only threw it about 7% of the time. So I think what's going to be interesting is he throws a slurve a lot, but we know the Yankees don't like that. Uh so I think what's going to be interesting for Stroman is, hey, let's keep working that sinker, not give up home runs at Yankee Stadium. There's a nice formula for Marcus Stroman to be successful uh, next year. I'm interested to see how they attack his secondary stuff because he does throw a pitch mix. He throws like a split change sometimes. He, You know, he's a pitcher, which is fun. And again, he can feel like there's a lot of fun sides to this that can take place. Uh, and if they do, it'll be electric. Uh, we've talked about some of the bad sides. I'm interested to see where they head with his secondary pitches because his cutter has some nice numbers too, and we know the Yankees can fall in love with a cutter quickly. So I guess Stroman, for that contract, we needed a starting pitcher. Matt Blake and a sinker. I can work with all of this. Um, it's interested to see where the tangled web of the next pieces of Stroman's online personality, secondary pitches, uh, and again, how the Yankees close off uh, this roster loop. I'm interested in the slurve. You don't hear that. The sweeper kind of took over the slurve. I'm going to go find footage of it. Um, he does have like a ton of pitches, but he's a, a two-pitch pitcher to righties and a three-pitch pitcher to lefties. And then his fourth is like, could be four different pitches that he throws like 7% right. of the time or, or less. But to righties, like 85% of his pitches are the sinker and the curve or slurve. And then to lefties, it's just sinker, two-seam, and cutter. So, like, on the whole, sometimes you look at his mix, and you're like, oh, wow, this is like a David Cohn. This is like a, who was the other guy they got that we liked because he was like David Cohn that threw, like, um, um, not we, Bassett. This is like, you know, inventing stuff on the go. But it is like just going his third pitch of the day, which isn't going to make up for a lot of pitches. Yeah, Which the, I like better. The righty numbers stand out. I, I think lefty, it, it's more open book. I mean, he had four pitches that he threw over 100 of to lefty. So lefties, he's kind of a kitchen sink pitcher 
where righties, he's really coming at you with two Le- pitches. 41% of the time to lefties, it's the sinker. And then 17, it's the cutter. And then 13, slurve. And um, 12, split finger. Yeah. But Trev told us that if it's under 15%, you act like it doesn't exist. Right, but I think the point is if there's that many pitches. I think Trev used that example if it's like a three-pitch guy. Like he's yes, I think he's just those whatever. combined pitches. He's throwing more than fifty percent of the time. I wonder if it's per game, like a Monty situation, like whichever one's feeling good. Be fun Feels to, it out every week. And fun, fun to learn what what Stro looks like on a day to day and what what the Yankees think they're going to tap into more. I when I saw the vertical movement on the slider, um, I was like, okay, that that feels like the two pitches that are full Matt Blake masterclass. Um, but yeah, like, like, you know, the slurve was kind of like the sunny gray, big curveball that that's going back to Larry Roth. So we're probably good on that. Uh, but yeah, let, let's see how they mess around with that. I'm going to look at some of his slurves right now. I'm going to look at some of his slurves right now. Through 505 <laughs> slurves last year. Mm. Should I find a swing and a miss? Slurve stimulator. Pitch result. Oh. I'll do, um, like swing and a miss or strike. Show the best ones. Or called strike. I just want to look at good slurves. Slurves how he intends the slurve to be. 173 swinging strike or called strike. Uh, Orlando Arcia strikes out on this one. Ooh, had a good year. Good camera angle. Glad I clicked it. Oh, okay. I, that, I don't understand why that's a slurve. It looks like a bullet slider. Yeah, I mean, it still averages 85 miles per hour. Um, so it's just got to be something. I think it's kinda, just because it's more vertical. Something nerdy with the spin there. Yeah. It's, or like the, like you're saying, it's more vertical than it is right to left. So maybe that's why it gets the slurve. Sometimes it's how they throw it, so then they call it that. Right. All right. Slurve. We got slurves and sweepers. That's cool. Sinkers, slinkers. Tons of pitches. Slonkers. No slonkers. No slonkers. Yet. Yeah, it's a weird pitch. It's kind of a changeup. Doesn't move that much. It's like a little break, but but not a slurve. Side. Yeah. It's got some down. Yeah, yeah. But if you're calling something a curve, I usually expect like a hump on it or like a right. big movement. Is this playing or no? Not playing. That's what I'm saying with the speed. I think you think slurve and you think 75 miles per hour. I mean, this is 85. This is a... Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying it's just kind of like a little... Yeah, that one backs up a little bit. Yeah, it's just like a little dip. And I think the camera angle didn't help there. That f- The first one we watched, that's a... I think people would just say, oh, that's a slider. Yeah, that's what the first one looked like. Yeah, yeah it looks like he just gets corners on it. Might as well. It's pretty cool. No reason not to. Get up Stro. He's our height. Our height. Feels his position. Lefty. Nice little pitch. Okay. Does his two seem like run run? Was it like a Maddox one or is it like a... Two seam run run. I feel like he's a late break guy. All of his pitches kind of come in... And dip. He's a weak contact. So you got like your Clay Holmes sinker. That's like a sinker. Like that's got turbo to sinker. it. Like it's going this way and then it turns almost like a breaking ball. 
Britain, same way. And then you got your Luizaga sinker, which is just uh, like run. Like it just keeps skidding that way. wonder what his is. But I'm excited. Can't you hear my voice? Mm. I think that, and I was reading a bunch of people's opinions, I do agree that like this Yankees team does have high ceiling. Oh yeah! If everyone, if all the like the lineup, I like the um, <clears throat> the defense and the maneuverability in the bench right now. I like pitching. If everyone has you know an above average season for their career, not even career year, just an above average season according to their stats in their career, I think they have a pretty nice ceiling on them. An average average season. It's just if the depth gets hit. God forbid Cole goes down. Right. Um, and Stroman and Nestor and Rodon have all injury history. So, like, the, they also have a pretty low floor on the pitching, and that's the scary part. Right now, for me, the lineup looks solid. I I have been, and I'll, I'll get into it in a minute, I've been daydreaming that, a veteran bench piece again, just because, you know, we're, we're, it's January, you know, right now Stanton is penciled in the lineup healthy and potentially performance wise. Like at some point that's going to happen. Another guy's going to get hurt. So right now the depth on the team is scary, but if you look at the Yankees lineup right now, you know, Fangraphs lists the final three hitters as Stanton, Volpe, Wells, which that feels like a, a video game joke from January last year. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, Glaber Torres, uh, something I was daydreaming about today was, like, contract year Glaber. He's 27. Um, him and Soto are boys. They're FaceTiming on his stream. Mm-hmm. So, Glaber, like, having fun with another player. Wow, is Soto going to bring the fun it. out of Glaber? That'd be fun. Contract year Glaber's in the content game now. So, yeah, I mean, we're in full-blown daydream season. And the biggest thing is they got Juan Soto, who... I was in Jakey Butterknife's mode Friday, and you can chop those numbers up any way you want. Uh, and there's arguments, you know, Judge has been the best right-handed hitter, and Soto's the, the best or one of the best left-handed hitters. So, Not um, to mention that, like, his spot, in, I know he's not looking like he's going to play a lot of left field, but use left field as the example. They're going from the worst left field production to... You added Juan Soto. Everything Not to mention Verdugo is better than what they had and all, and all of that. But. but Yeah, I mean, coming off of last season where I, I kept hammering the, the hitting's not there, the hitting's not there, the hitting's not there. The hitting's kind of there. Uh, right now, for me, it's starting pitching depth, obviously, um, and the high-end bullpen stuff, which I, I think kind of leads to what's been the conversation in Yankee land. They... W- they, I think, are going to get bullpen. Okay. <clears throat> but I don't think they're going to go get a free agent bullpen guy. I think they're going to try and trade for a guy with options and years, much like we've seen them do a lot in the past. Uh, we were naming him before the show started. But Wandy, when they traded for him, he had uh, two and a half years left. Or basically, it was an early trade, so kind of three Essentially years. Essentially three. Uh, Clay Holmes, three years left on his contract, traded for him. F. Ross, four years maybe when they made that I trade? Five. Five, a lot. Just started, yeah. Uh, because the the problem I, I have is uh, they don't have much to offer via trade right now, at least in my, and 
for my perception. Yeah. I could, you know, team could be really hot. But if you go find a guy like that, like Efros wasn't, he was becoming a stud for the Cubs. And right. Clay He'd Holmes had a great start to the Clay game. Holmes wasn't their closer or their eighth inning guy. They didn't really know how to use him. Um, so there's pitchers like that that they say we can, you know, Matt Blakeify him and go get him. And they have a lot of relievers coming off the books. So right. even if this even if this happens for you know a, a Pereira and a Double A guy, like what was the Clay Holmes? It was Hoy Park and Diego Castillo. People that weren't really top prospects until the, you know the very end. Two guys that were having good minor league years yeah. and they capitalized. Yeah, well, way sell high. So they could still go pay for a reliever somewhere else or pay something. But I, I've kind of been like, I think they're probably working on a trade like this. So I was trying to go through all the names. That would fit because it's a it's a kind of it's a little bit of a tough task. Right. Because sometimes they're not even looking at results, they're just looking at pitch data. Stuff. Yeah. The one name that came up, because you also got to have teams that are gonna trade stuff away, uh, is Bednar and the Pirates. Mm-hmm. If they if the Yankees have any players that they think can help them, he only has this year and next year left. And he's a proven Two years. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was originally yeah. searching three. Um he's a little different from like the Matt Blake, because he has broken out like yeah, last incredible. last yes. two years, he's been incredible. Yeah, that would be a mixture. Like it's yeah, two years, but he's going to come in and, and not like a project. Like he's going to be back end guy right away. Yeah. And he's in, been a- in generally fits the mold of what we're saying. Like they're going to get a guy with at least two years. I think but. he's been a trade rumor guy for a couple years now, just because the Pirates continue to be not good. Uh, he's a local Pittsburgh guy, and the price tag would be real. Because um, he's been an all-star level closer with three years left. So I I guess for me, and this is kind of the conversation like you're saying, for a not sexy relief pitching option, which is kind of what you were alluding to at first. Like when we traded for Wandy, uh, Wandy kind of hopped around and didn't have it figured out. Uh, Clay Holmes, very mm-hmm. much the same case. Efros was kind of the opposite of the Cubs. They were kind of cashing in on him becoming a guy. He dropped down his throwing motion He's 30 years old, <laughs> and the Yankees would basically have him till he's 35, uh, which is nice, and I hope that happens because if you remember, the bit of Scott Efros was pretty fun. Um, I guess for me what's not connecting is for the Yankees and what they think their formula is, they still need another high-leverage guy. Because mm-hmm. um, Bednar right, would fit. Bednar would fit, but again, that's a price that's tag. A like you're, you're, you're paying up. You're you're giving farm pieces, real farm pieces for that. Um, that a I don't know where Pittsburgh wants, and I mean they've turned down a lot of David Bednar offers in previous years. That I, I don't know. I I doubt that would be clean. Um, with Clay, Johnny, and Tommy all coming off the books this year, those are the three guys right now. That if the season started today, I'd feel like good about them pitching an eighth in, inning. Like, Efros can win us over. Hamilton can win us over. Um, Yankees, like, make a new guy every year, so someone will come along, but, but going in. But let's say one of those three gets hurt in spring training. Now you have a ninth inning and an eighth inning guy, and I don't know if, you know, Clay Holmes has been very good, and he probably deserves a little more love, but he's he's never felt true closer, and that's it's a little bit rude. I, I openly admit that. Clay Holmes has been good. He deserves to be labeled as the back end, and he is. Um, but I don't know. If, if if we're going into the season with depth and pitching concerns, um, and then 
I don't know. I mean, we've seen Tommy Canely at the end of last year was getting rocked. Uh, we saw Johnny Lasagna get rocked and then be hurt. So both of those we, guys finished we, the year on the IL. I mean, we've seen we saw a couple times where Clay couldn't throw strikes. So that for me, I think a high end reliever is coming into the fold. And I don't. There's been Naris rumors. I think everyone kind of assumed it was going to be Jordan Hicks, but the San Francisco Giants said, "Hey, you can be a starting pitcher for us." And he said, "Okay, that's interesting." I made eight starts in my career. Um, Big ballpark, okay. That I do think a high-end reliever's coming, and I guess at this point of the offseason, in my head, it makes more sense that they would go for a Naris or Stevenson, who I know uh, his name's not as sexy, but he has some stats that a lot of the pitching nerds really like. Um, that I, I do think the play there is in the free agent market just because even if they do the Yankee trade that you're suggesting, which I think is very on the table, if the Yankees see a valuable two-, three-year reliever, I think Matt Blake and everyone in the organization has deserved the credit to go get that guy. It's not like you could still pencil that guy in for the eighth. You know what I'm saying? Like if, one. like if we're looking at Yeah, I don't know. Hamilton they traded types. for Holmes and kind of had an idea with him. Some other names that popped up, Hunter Harvey on the Nationals, looking for guys that are two, three years left and on teams that would probably trade for assets. willing to move a reliever. He's had some good years. Sure. JT Chagois. Shags. On the Marlins. Well, the Marlins are very interesting because we pumped the brakes on trading for one of their starters, but just with the Stroman stuff, but... They have relievers to spare as well, I would imagine. And in a big move with the Marlins, the Yankees would get a reliever, maybe one of those lefties, because they still kind of need a high-leverage lefty. Respect Victor Gonzalez. but um, AJ Puck, too much yeah. too much hair. Andrew Nardi. Name sticking out to me. But uh, the Marlins have some options there. Shags. What else are you seeing? Who else is on your radar, Jim? Um, kind of like the Aaron Boone event should be on your radar. That's on my radar. It's already sure. on ours, but it should be on you if you're listening right now. Uh, you like talking Yanks? You're listening to us talk Yanks. You can see us talk Yanks with Aaron Boone. That's right, the manager. Ask him. Hey, we need a reliever. Not a good question, but he doesn't uh, sign guys at Downtown Social. Downtown in NYC. Doors open at six. 30, Talking Yanks starts at 7. There's a limited amount of VIP. We've already sold, I think there's three tiers. We sold out a one and a half of them. How could you sell out a one and a half? Go click the link in the description. Go get a ticket today. It's uh, January 29th. Us, Booney, BBD will be there. There'll be some other JM celebs floating around. Joe's, Kenobio. You think Joe's isn't going to be there and say Joe's hi to you? Be there. Let's rock a go. Boone will say that to Joe's because that's, that's all he sees when he looks at Joe's. The day we're recording this and you're probably listening, two weeks from today. You got time wow. to figure it out. See you guys at Downtown Social. Go get a Tiki. Tiki. Uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of running a formula. So these right. guys could be, you know, you could be we say, oh, he's hurt. And I would be like, okay. Right. And it's just, just running a. We're just, just looking crunch- at years. We're just crunching. Kyle Finnegan from the Nats. Right. Uh, I don't know how good he's been, but I think he's got great velo. Sure does. And uh, turn that into a two-seamer. Just find a guy that's got great velo but does not throw a two-seamer or a sinker yet, and you're good to go. Or does and and hasn't figured it out yet. I'll lock that in. Mason Miller on Oakland. He's got, like, every year of control left. They're not trying to win for a while. Go get him. Yeah. No, 
I don't know if that's what Oakland's looking for. Fangrass has him ranked as the sixth best reliever uh, projected in 2024. Oh. Might be a loophole. I think he's starting for them. Listed as uh, as bullpen right now on roster resources. He's listed as their closer. Yeah. One of two. <laughs> and then, I don't know, there's too many teams that think they're in the playoffs, so it's very hard to find guys that are, that are going to like make this trade. Unless they yeah. really want... You're not going to make... Peraza for them. So it'd be like Pereira would be the 40 man. There's some, sometimes like, like guys in the tier that the Yankees look for in in this category, like good, like teams that think they're in the playoffs are not like unwilling to move that guy necessarily. Yeah. If they want, depends on the move. I don't know what the Yankees would have to offer that would entice them, but any team can like any specific prospect. There was another name that popped up, but I am blanking. But a, but a trade of that sort, I'm expecting them at least trying to make right now. I'd still love if they went out and got Neris or someone like that that goes instantly into the back end or a starter. Raldis Chapman. Yeah. Free agent. Go get, you know, Dylan Tate shows up. Chad Green shows up. Colin McHugh. No, he's out. Mm. Jordan Romano, no. TJ Antone. Reds are going for it. He's nasty. There was another uh, red that popped up in the bullpen. You want to tell the people that um, you were in on Josh Hader for five minutes? I was in on Josh Hader for five minutes. And And then I realized how much money Hader was asking for. And then I went out, and then I went, I think they're going to try and trade. And and just, I think they like their bullpen. I think they like their ability to just grow bullpen. And like, they should. Like they're, they're they the probably have Hamilton being an eighth inning guy next year. I mean, he. there's a world where he is. There's yeah. a world where he's not a part of it. Yeah, but they live in the good world. Right. So they like that. Uh, who was the guy? There's another guy on the, on the Reds that came up in the search room. I'm blanking on now. I mean, right now they have... Right now, as it's listed on Fangraphs, Marinaccio's in the pen. He's got one more option here. Uh, Ian Hamilton has an option. Efros has all three options. Um, so they do have some guys that can go up and down if they need it. Um, I guess for me, there's still not even a, a ton of up and down guys. Like they, they added those two Cleveland guys, which Matt Blake obviously likes. Uh, Cody Morris and Cody Poteet. Mm. But, you know, those those guys can ride the bus, but I I don't know, you're a couple injuries away from from no bus rides. Matt Crook, Nick Ramirez. Always Matt Crook, always Nick Ramirez. I love those guys. Yeah, I don't know. I I just think normally normally we look at the Yankees bullpen and there's Four or five guys that you're like, okay, you know, they'll they'll be getting some eighth inning holds at some point and we'll like that. And I'm I don't know if I'm seeing that. Well me neither. The other And uh, you can look at this roster or you could look at the pitching situation. Not the ro- not the lineup. And you could you could I mean it really depends on if what type of person you are, I guess. Right. Or how, how much you've been battered down by, like, the, the Yanks from last year. Right. Like, you could look at it and see glass half full. And, like, 
high end. Like, I, there's fans that fucking still love Loisaga, and maybe they should, and say Clay Holmes is one of the best closers. We, he's just not, you know, Chapman when Chapman was really good, or, or Rivera. Or you could look at it and see injuries. Right. I, I think I think if you take out the injury element, which, um, again, I, I think there's a chance that part of the way the Yankees operate is that injuries aren't aren't a controllable thing. Um, Except Stanton when Cashman said that this year, like you have to. Right. Well, he beat them. <laughs> he beat them. Um, I think the only thing would, like, re- injuries out, it's like another high-end bullpen arm. Um, D-Rob. D-Rob's out there. Pitched well last year. Don't bring Brazier over. Can't. Can't do that. Crooked. Um, Learn that cutter. I think where, good. where I started daydreaming, and I don't believe this is real. Okay. Again, I've, I've been trying to figure out that. I've been trying to get a vet on the bench. Yeah. Just because that feel, it feels like good Yankee teams had vets on the bench that contributed in a veteran way. Um, you know, I, I'm, I think the Yankees are out on Snell. I'll lock that in. Um, and one of the constant rumors around Snell uh, has been Seattle, just because he's from there. He, like, loves it. He's, like, one of the proudest Upper nor- Northwest guys. Um, and they've kind of been moving money around, and they've been having a weird offseason. And they traded Robbie Ray and maybe plug him in. I wonder, like, my daydream today went to if the Yankees would take Mitch Hanniger as, like, a salary dump, have him as your bench slash Stanton insurance, and then if you could get a young pitcher like Brian Wu, who's been reportedly on the trade market, they signed Snell, their pitching's covered. Yankees basically are paying to get Brian Wu as a starting pitcher with options that they could use. Again, this is a very specific example that I doubt is in the works. But, again, I, I what the Yankees should be doing with their monetary advantage is taking advantage of situations like that where they could take some potential bad money but add to their team another way. Because I, I think they've I think they've fully shown... First free agent starting pitchers, they're not gonna pay where the price has gotten to. It would have the price would have to fall down. And yeah, like these guys have signed fully yet. Believe in. Yeah, they haven't been signed. So if their prices fall down, but it's Boris, so I doubt they will. Then maybe. But it seems like they're out on them. So you have them getting Hanniger and Wu? Was that what it was? That was Hanniger and Wu in that example. Who was going over there? <clears throat> I mean, not much. Because you're you're it's a salary dump. You're you're getting Hanniger's contract. Didn't they just take on Hanniger's contract? Right, but that was to get off of <laughs> Robbie Ray's contract. Yeah. Mariner Lytics. They they saw what the Braves did to them, and maybe maybe they try it for themselves. Maybe they flip Disco again. So I I think there's going to be a free agent bullpen sign. And I think there's going to be a trade that brings in a pitcher, whether that's a reliever with options or a starting pitcher with options. Hanniger on your bench. I mean, you need an infielder still there. Hanniger specifically. Peraza? The, the vet on the bench, well, I think, has to be an one. infielder. But Why do you need another one? Four, four guys on the bench. 
I think two guys in the infield get hurt. If you want to pinch Ron or... Oswaldo plays the infield too. Well, he would be out if Hanneker comes in. Right, but you call him up if someone gets hurt. Yeah, I think in-game. Or speed. Like a bench. A bench ability. Yeah, suppose that new bat could be infield or outfield. Doesn't full matter. In my head, infield makes... Or the, 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 the most uh, the more sense, like sixty forty. Grisham's yeah. your bench outfielder. Peraza or Cabrera can be your bench infielder, and then other bench spot. Yeah, I have that other bench spot, like needing to be a util guy. Could be like uh, Cabrera. I think they value that. I think they're. I think they like their bench, and they don't. They're not looking for the hitter you're looking for. But like you're, like we've talked about, having the two kids on the bench is a little wasteful. Like Peraza needs more reps. Oswaldo needs more reps. That start start I, start Cabrera in uh, AAA and have Pereira be on the bench. I doubt he needs more reps. Again, young guy. I I'm guessing we're gonna see spring training invite Matt Carpenter type story where it's like, ooh, is this vet gonna win the job? Which, in my original story, I just replaced with a salary dump of that vet. But they'll be looking for value and someone that signs for I don't, one point two mil. I think they're gonna like. I think they like their bench. I don't think okay. they're looking for any more bats. I think they want to get. I think they're hoping a starting pitcher falls down to a range they like, or they're gonna go get a, like one reliever, and then call it a, call it a call it a winter. Yeah, they're. I think they're gonna add something because right now, if there's in, if there's an offensive injury, yeah. which the team has Stanton on it and some other guys that have dealt with stuff. Who would be the first guy called up? Uh, who'd they sign? Uh, Oscar Gonzalez. Pereira okay. currently not on MLB roster. Pereira or Oscar Gonzalez. What about an infielder? Well, they have two there. So I I don't know. I think they would call up the need and then have Peraza and Cabrera. Jeter Downs. Calling them up? No, I don't know if they'd call up. Like, you need two infielders to get hurt. Because you have Peraza and Cabrera if they're both around. They're going to be your two replacements. Well, or guy, one of them. If a guy gets hurt and goes on, like, Didn't the you just IEL. say they need another infielder? On the bench? Well, I think if they're injured, then they just call up the best bat in the minor leagues. Or, like, whoever's temporarily available. Okay. I mean, you've seen them play this game. They don't really plan for that i mean they originally did that was originally dj's whole signing the matt carpenter experience was a win for them yeah that was middle of the like the season that started it's early may yeah i think yeah i think they like their bench i mean rort vet comes up catches cole for a day and then they send him back down <laughs> fresh legs ben Bubba Thompson, they got a guy named Bubba Thompson in AAA. Fast. fast. They're, people, people are sorting out who's got options, who doesn't. There's rumors where Vet might actually be out, which is hilarious, and they need to figure something out there. Out of options? Vet's going to get an option. He, if we're being, the fourth option rules are always very weird because there's kind of no reason Peraza should have one, but it sounds like he does because he wasn't hurt. Either of the last like two years, any last three, so it's weird that he got one. And if Rorfred doesn't, he was hurt. Eventually, we'll get some clarity there. It'll be something mass 
ass of Cashman whenever he first talks at spring. Kevin Smith and Jeter Downs, MLB experience. They probably, they probably say, we'll call them up for a stint. Jeter Downs might be gone tomorrow. They need a 40-man spot for Strell. I'm just trying to get in their heads. Yeah. Down specifically, I just think, might be first on the block. Those are guys they went out and grabbed. Yeah. Grab Luke Weaver. They got Stroman. They got. They're two pitchers. They said they, they needed two pitchers. Spots soon. Got their two. I think they're going to get a reliever. I think they're going to do one more thing. And then they might be like, send a message out and say, we're good. Maybe we'll ask Boone. Same time. Going to spring training with like, you know, nothing up for, nothing up for debate. That's uh, what they want. I think, I think we all agree we, they've got probably one move in them, probably a reliever, and it's a guy, like, we get them and we know they will be, going into spring training, they will be on the opening day roster. They should one do that. Like, they like should that. do that. Uh, I just, I, my asterisk there is spring training with where free agency's gotten to. I don't think it'll necessarily be done by spring training. And again, I think, sure. was original DJ into spring training? I think he was pretty late January, but he was before. I think. I thought DJ was early. Neil Walker was real late. Neil, Neil Walker, Walker was in spring. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Get me some Neil Walker. How many more? Like I know you have all the Boris guys, the big the big contracts, right? How many more free agents do you think are out there? That will 100% get a deal. Brandon Bell will get a deal. Yeah, You got Cody JD Bellinger, Martinez. Monty, Snell, Chapman, Hayter. Solaire. Solaire. Um, I mean, Adam Duvall and Tommy Pham probably. They will get they're deals. projected one year eight mil by Fangraph, so I'd, I'd like to pencil them in. Um, Clean, so I, cleaning up the earlier DJ question, His he originally signed with the Yankees January 14th, 2019. Clevenger, Lorenzen. Whit Merrifield. Clev will get a deal. I assume like an Eddie Rosario, Justin Turner. Why aren't Turner? Yeah, why are none of this why is none of this happening? Slow. Turner, I guess, has to wait on I guess has to wait on Chapman. Brandon Crawford. Feels like you either know you're potentially in on Chapman's remember, price or you you know you're not. So just remember go my get Brandon Turner. Crawford day? That's you fun. wanted him? Yeah. Cole's brother-in-law. Oh, yeah. Veteran so That's because you saw them playing catch at Christmas time. Veteran lefty infielder. It's a lot of guys that need to get signed, I guess. Gio Urshela. He's on, he's on the Mets. He's on the Mets, sadly. Gary. Garrett Cooper's a free agent, Jim. Pick him up. Adam Frazier. I don't think he helps. I don't think he helps them that much. Matt Rosario. Jock. What are the Yanks going to do? They might be done. Might have to have some different style episodes. uh, Might be done. They might be fun. I think they might. I don't. uh, The Yanks either make a move this week and then lock it up or. They are like pencils down right now mm. until the, so the, the price desperate. changes or they get some desperate calls 
And then we find out, you know, uh, when pitchers and catchers report, there's like two more moves. Tommy LaStella got invited to camp? <laughs> I be him. But we got to, we'll have some different style episodes coming up, I guess. And then we get into PPPs, which is fun. Halfway through January. That's crazy. There's too many guys still out there. Yeah, I think it's less than, I think it was like 75 days till opening day or something like that. I saw a tweet. Who knows? I'm not going to count it. Bye. Go Yanks. Tell them Grams. Go Yankees.